This is the Ad Hero Podcast, the podcast that reveals marketing tips, trends, and techniques by industry experts, insiders, and influencers. For years, AdSymbol has helped businesses develop and launch campaigns to amplify their message, establish authority, and earn their lion's share of the market. This podcast will help you design and supercharge your plan to make an impact with valuable lessons you can apply in your business today. To get more information or start now, visit adsymbol.com. That's A-D-S-E-M-B-L-E.com. Let's get started. Welcome to the Ad Hero Podcast, brought to you by Ad Symbol, where we're all things marketing. My name is Gio Giovanni. You got Matthew Libio in the house. Woo, I love those sound effects. Love the sound effects. <laughs> and we got a great show, just like how we always have for you every week, right here on the Ad Symbol Ad Hero Podcast. Uh, today, we are going to be kind of diving into your content game. How strong is your content game? That is the question of topic for this week's episode. And I got to say, guys, uh, anyone out there listening to this, you work in a business, uh, either for a marketing team or you own the business, this is the episode to tune into right here, right now. That's right. You know, everyone's kind of taking a step back due to the uh, COVID-19. And uh, it, those who have really, like I felt, gotten to the intricacies of marketing and have realized that they can actually grasp more audience through their content game. Yeah, that's right. Uh, all across verticals everywhere we are seeing different uh brands and personalities take to this concept of just grab a camera and start filming and and uh so we're going to get into that today we got some interesting talking points we got some different things to bring up here in the different uh uh i gotta say man i just gotta say that these uh these brand new show notes that we got going here courtesy of our producer um, Gino here at Hero Gino, Thank who you. the studio is named after, if you may recall. <laughs> this is the Gino Giovanni studio. Uh, we got a lot to go into, but listen, before we get into all that, we love to start off the show. Fans of the show know we start off the show with a little bit of banter, a little bit of entertainment updates, especially as it pertains to the MCU. Gino, what do we got on tap? Well, today we're going to be divide, going into the DC universe uh, owned by Warner Brothers. Uh, who's actually actually owned by AT&T. It's kind of interesting how that works right there. And they're all owned by Amazon. Wait, no? No. Oh. No, not yet. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> no, AT&T, though. Right. I just see Jeff Bezos somewhere, like, thinking to himself, like, very soon, everything will be mine. Well, we should talk about that real briefly, because the rumor is going around that AMC theaters will be bought by Amazon. I uh, wouldn't doubt it. Yeah, I wouldn't uh, doubt it. I wouldn't doubt it. <laughs> Why not? I might actually uh, uh, invest in some of that stock right there. <laughs> I, do you ever think that just – do you ever just pause for a second and just think that it, this is even like mind-numbing to Jeff Bezos that he just can go around like Pac-Man and just gobble anything up that he wants? I've thought about it. I can't wrap my head around it. <laughs> I mean, I mean, at what point is this is like enough is enough? I don't know. Maybe there is no end game to well, that. Well, the, the – uh, and perhaps not. I mean, I'm thinking this is that AMC, uh, you know, invested millions of dollars into their movie theaters. And, you know, they got things like Dolby Atmo, Dolby Cinema, 
that just heighten the movie theater experience. Super for, comfy leather chairs. Super comfy with heated chair. seats. Yeah, uh, some recline. I've I've even heard of some theaters where like the seats move. I thought that that was kind of cool. Ooh, a little 4D action. There. Yeah, you know Martin Scorsese calls all this stuff. Um, uh, uh, what do you call it? Like uh, cinema is not cinema anymore. It's like going to a fair or whatever. Uh, uh, but nah, I don't like that. But I, I like that. Uh, I like the improvements in the movie experience. I liked it too. You know, I mean, heck, I remember as a child in these like goofy little seats that would just rock back and forth, and floors would be all sticky and everything. Ooh. But but now, like, it's like luxury. Yeah, it's a luxurious experience, and. Uh, you know, I'll tell you, there, there's probably even a few instances, not saying they set it up this way to happen, but I've fallen asleep in those comfortable chairs oh, on yeah. a couple of occasions. Me too. And I had to come back and buy another ticket to see the movie. <laughs> I've had girlfriends get mad at me and nudge me and be like, why are you falling asleep? Well, <laughs> these chairs are so comfortable. Yeah, they're so damn comfortable. <laughs> well, what do, so what do we got with going on with Warner Brothers here? What's, so what's with the word? Warner Brothers, what's going down, if you have paid attention and have been a part of the outcry on Twitter, the hashtag release the Snyder cut then you would know about the Justice League movie that took place a few years back and how a lot of fans were upset because of the actual movie that they didn't, they thought that they were going to get but didn't get. And uh, unfortunately what happened was is that Zack Snyder, uh, youngest daughter, passed away, so he couldn't finish the film. So Josh Whedon, who directed a couple of the first Avengers movies, stepped in and finished the movie off. Um, and a lot of fans just want to see what Zack Snyder's vision was for the Justice League, and uh, they want to compare and see if it would be better or not. Oh, so wow. now, wow, that D is huge. DC Warner Brothers has finally listened to the fans, and rumor has it will be investing thirty million dollars into finishing the film. And then displaying it on HBO Max, the coming streaming service, uh, soon to be out, I believe, in the uh, next year. Sign me up for HBO Max. <laughs> uh, if you'll recall on a previous episode of the Ad Hero podcast, we gave a lot of props to Disney Plus That's right. for their creative uh, way of luring people to sign up for their streaming service by releasing The Mandalorian and, and all this other stuff, right? Yes, yes. This seems like a page out of that book. Yeah, and you know what? It actually could rival it. I mean, it's kind of like a few different markets. Uh, Disney Plus is probably more family-orientated. However, HBO Max will have a lot of family content. Uh, AT&T, one of the reasons why they bought uh, Time Warner was to get in on the content game. And there will just be a vast amount of uh, content in their uh, library of all these different studios, all these di all these different movies that will be featured on HBO Max, not to mention HBO's catalog uh, currently. And it's just going to be tons and tons and tons of content. So wow. I guess if another pandemic happens and we have to stay at home and you have oh, HBO God. Max, please don't say that. You just have to like be on HBO Max, and it'll rival Netflix for sure. I can only handle one pandemic in my lifetime and hopefully in my children's and grandchildren's lifetime as well. So oh, please, please so. don't say if we have another pandemic. But to your mm. point, uh, and for anyone who's unfamiliar, Zack Snyder is the director of the movie 300. Yes. 
Um, he also did. Yeah, he did some bigger films too. Yeah. Or uh, I, I can't. Three hundred was pretty he, big. He did the sequel for Three Hundred as well. He did? I, I I just found Are you that. Sure? Yeah. Well, because my mom is a fan of that movie, okay. and I, I saw bits and pieces of it, and then I saw the behind the scenes, and Zack Snyder was there. I was wow. like, oh okay. wow, I didn't know that. <laughs> well, Three Hundred was I thought it was incredible. I oh, loved yeah. that movie, and so I. It's a man's I, movie. I suppose the <laughs> reason why people want to see this this Zack Snyder version of Justice League is. They're probably thinking it's going to have a lot more grit and a lot more maybe blood and guts to it. I don't know. Like <laughs> That could be. Yeah. There was a lot of deleted scenes. If you remember the very first trailer, uh, a lot of those scenes didn't appear in the movie. Uh, there was even talk of Green Lantern actually making an appearance. There's a lot of different things. Uh, and, and actually, it's kind of funny. If, if, if you've stayed tuned to the behind the scenes drama and then you went to go see justice league you can actually pinpoint out what scenes that they redid based upon how the actors looked if you look really closely wow uh what's what's the word on when hbo max is dropping uh yeah i i i hear different things i i heard next year but i also heard this fall so i'm really not too sure when that's dropping because there's another streaming service coming out by nbc called the peacock that's right network yes um and man i just think that this is gonna be the wave of the future again we talked about this on the disney plus episode uh go back in our archives and check that out if you guys are interested um but what we said back then was basically like, is this going to be the new formula for all these networks instead of basically just partnering up with like direct TV or Comcast Xfinity or whatever Cox communications, whatever your internet, I mean, your TV provider is, um, are they just going to go the path of like, Nope, we're just going to own all of our, I mean, they own it already, but we're going to host it on an app and charge a little tiny subscription fee to Mm. everybody. And and people can just have at it and watch stuff whenever they want, commercial free, et cetera, et cetera. And that's that was what we talked about back on that Disney Plus episode. And now here comes HBO Max. You got the Peacock Network on NBC about to be launching soon. So I think uh, the signs are there. This is uh, this is going to be the future of television and entertainment. And how does this ducktail or go into the next section of the show? Well, it's, I'm glad you asked that. Uh, <laughs> is your content game... That was my lead-in. Lame? <laughs> your content game game. Uh, lame, yeah. So there was an uh, interesting article put out through adweek.com. And brands have an un- unprecedented opportunity to empower a more resilient Hollywood. So because of COVID-19... A lot of networks, if you haven't noticed already, are struggling with content. They uh, don't know, well, it's not that they don't know what to put on, but they are putting anything and everything on. I, I, I saw, and I can't remember what channel it was, because my mom actually, I was, I, was, I was on my mom's, and she has satellite TV, and there was a, uh, I oh, I believe it was NBC did the third period of every Stanley Cup finals. Oh, my God. That they've been airing no. for the last what ten years no. or so. No. It was, well, I thought it was kind of cool. It was like to relive a lot of those games God. and you know, some of the games I missed. But it was kind of random. It's a stretch. It is a stretch. And then there was another. Uh, there was another channel. I can't remember what it was, but it had a just like ten hours of Hogan's Heroes. <laughs> so I'll take the Stanley Cup third period, please. Uh, 
So what happened was, was that this article was going into how brands, uh, uh, shows, channels are all kind of trying to come up with ways to uh, take the content to the next level so that they can get like more advertisers and, and, and get the brand out more and, and uh, just being more creative. Uh, they were talking about how Jimmy Fallon actually is taking his show onto YouTube. So he's just putting all his content on YouTube. Huh. Uh, there was things like about DJ D nice and about how he's doing live sets on Instagram. And actually that that's a thing too. I see like DJs like all over the world uh, in random spots that you would think that it would only be like prestige, but no, like they're doing like sets inside their living room. <laughs> right. Uh, and, and there's just countless other people out there that are putting out their brand in all these different ways. So the question comes up, what are you doing for, with your brand in this time period to kind of elevate your marketing? Well, and I, and, and I think on a, on a more granular level than that, and it even kind of ties back into, you know, the A block here with, with uh, you know, our Marvel Universe and things of that nature. I think across the board, you're just seeing people kind of trying different things out and seeing what sticks, utilizing. Uh, like last, uh, last uh, episode, we were talking about, you know, don't sleep on TikTok, right? Kind of like the new kid on the block, social media platform that was kind of born – out of, you know, people doing dancing and lip singing karaoke to different songs and things like that. But in more recent times, it's kind of it's kind of taken on new approaches now where people are creating original content, you know, on that platform. And what I'm seeing is I'm also seeing like in the MCU, I'm seeing like Gino brought up uh, Gino, you brought up uh, Ryan Reynolds doing the slideshow thing. And, oh, that's and right. Things like that. <laughs> uh, we've we've all we've all people who are fans of the genre have seen, you know, Hugh Jackman, you know, reprising his his role as as Logan Wolverine in like these little kind of more suggested, you know, Instagram posts and, and things of that nature. Tw tweets, you know, kind of sparring with Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool and that's stuff right. like that. Yeah. Um, and so. The drill down now to you, the listener who has a company who works in a marketing team or owns a business. What can you borrow from what these brands, these major corporations are doing? I almost feel like like the it's it's a level playing field, if I could be so bold to say that, right? And what do I mean by that? You know, previously, these mult huge multinational corporations had to invest billions of dollars into content, and they still do. I mean, Netflix is spending billions of dollars to create these these films, uh, programs for their channel and all this kind of different stuff. But these little tiny clips, TikTok, 30-second things, Instagram posts, Instagram stories, Facebook ads – Facebook ads and, and experiences and things like that, they're in the same exact struggle, if you will, that we are in, if I can say, speak on behalf of small businesses and small business owners. Right. And the struggle is who's going to grab the, the viewer's attention, okay? And so let me give you a perfect example of something I recently saw that I thought was pretty, pretty clever. Um, it was a local garage door company here in Silicon Valley. 
They specialize in fixing, repairing, and installing garage doors. All right. Really kind of random. <laughs> but they took to a very unique social media approach where they're one of the owners or something like that was basically just saying, listen, hey, you know, I'm not I'm not an actor. I'm an actual owner of this business. You know, COVID's hit us hard, but we're still here to help you out. And we are now offering contactless garage door repair and things like that. And it was just this very organic video <laughs> of this guy kind of speaking from the heart. And he kind of, you know, botched a few words. It didn't it wasn't perfectly scripted you could tell he wasn't saying it like verbatim of what he memorized he was just kind of talking to the camera but it looked so authentic and this thing racked up like thousands of views tens of thousands of views okay now wow. i'm scrolling through my feeds and i pause and i watch this thing for a second all right that is very precious time that i'm engaging with my phone and, and watching this this message then I'm not seeing a message from T-Mobile or McDonald's or Warner Brothers or something of that nature, right? But it grabbed my attention. It was original content, and it was an informative message. And I rem clearly I remembered it. I'm talking about it here on the pod now. It spoke to you. It spoke to me. That's right. And so I think what it is is there's like this fear that smaller businesses have about, well, what you know if we don't have the right amount of money – to back a project if we don't right. if we don't have the right lighting if we don't have the right camera equipment and, and the sound and all this stuff is it is it is it gonna make our brand look bad are we gonna lose customers and things like that and i'm i'm just saying in this covid era i think everybody is kind of like figuring out what to do and how to do it and it's almost like the the only wrong answer is just not trying anything at all <laughs> No, what I, would you say, Gino? Um, I 100% agree. There was a pod that we did when COVID uh, first came out, and I actually said this, where you have are now on an equal playing field. If you're a small business or you're just a starting business, you are now on an equal playing field, marketing-wise especially, uh, with the big corporations. I mean, I've, I've seen uh, a few weeks ago Saturday Night Live – did an episode where each cast member uh, was broadcasting from their home. Oh wow! So wow. it was it, it worked too. Like everyone was not together. It was so it was strange. But like after a few like moments, you just kind of got it and just went with it. Uh, Marvel Studios, as as big as Marvel Studios is right now, I mean they're dominating Hollywood. They're putting out. Or they're taking their directors, like Taika Waititi, uh, for example, is uh, getting on Instagram and maybe even Zoom calls where he is interviewing the actors that he directs uh, in these Marvel films. And it's actually kind of funny if, if you know of Taika, like he's actually super hilarious. Uh, so he interviews like every single actor and then they're also raising money too for like uh, uh people that so that they don't go starving and so forth so it's it's the the point is is that even big conglomerates uh big corporations are doing this grassroots level where they're going out towards the uh people kind of like uh kind of like a a our our, our uh, uh what's it called president trump you know same thing he kind of goes out to the people so it's like 
it's like a politician in a way. Mm. You know, they're just kind of reaching back out to their base. And hey, you know, we're 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 in the same uh, world right now. We're in the same playing field, and let's not lose contact. I think it works. I enjoy it, um, and that just goes to show you that you too have an opportunity to take advantage of this time mm-hmm. and come up with something where eyes can be on you at this moment. And then, you know, even if you just start out like, Hey, I know how it is to be out like, like on, on YouTube, it's, it's, it was super hard, but the more content you put out and you just start building that base and one level at a time. And then the next thing you know, you have thousands of eyes on you. Yeah. I, uh, you know, what everything that Gino just shared is super critical to understand and to start putting out content out there, the key takeaway message here is just, again, there's no right or wrong answer. Just put it out there and, and see what sticks. See what your, your, your user base gives you in return in terms of feedback. Now, I will share that I think it is important if you're a brand or a small business to – Make sure that your audience is aligned with your theme of your messaging. Okay, so let me let me let me dive into that just a few minutes. Let me unpack that for you guys for a second here. Some while back, I found myself really struggling with my own personal brand as the uh, founder of a startup organization. I have interest in sports. I have interest in personal fitness. Um, I'm I'm very religious person in my Christian beliefs. I love my family. I'm uh, Italian, so I love really good <laughs> Italian food uh, and and movies and things of that nature. Obviously, MCU. We talk about that all the time. Mm-hmm. And so, if you so I I was kind of all over the place with my social media personally, my own personal brand. And the more I watched videos on YouTube uh, that trained and spoke to developing your own personal brand, which which also coincides, I think oftentimes we can all figure out what a company's brand stands for because the brand isn't there talking back to you with confusion, right? So you take like our brand, the company AdSemble, that's the parent company of this podcast, and we have a website where you can book a billboard, opendisplay.com. All right, cool. Makes sense. So the brand ad symbol, it's very easy to do social media and content for the brand ad symbol because everything about it has to do with billboard advertising. It's very laser focused. Okay. So now you look at yourselves on a personal level, like who is Gino? Who is Matthew? And you start writing down all these things that are, uh, that are interesting to you and are about what you stand for. And connected to that starts to emerge these the stories that you can share and the content that you can put out there if that Mm. makes sense right Mm. so what i personally encounter oftentimes more than more than not are people are hesitant to put content out there because they haven't found their voice yet they don't know what their theme is all right and i'm going to use this other example when you go to a specific country, any country in the world, you speak the language of that country and you will be able to be relatable to the people of that country. You go to Germany, you speak German. You go to Italy, you speak Italian. You come to the United States, you speak English, right? 
if you're going on all these platforms, either as a person, a personal brand, or your company's brand, and you're going on Facebook, Instagram, and you're telling different stories, that's going to confuse your audience, mm. what you are. They're not going to be able to follow you as they jump around from platform to platform like, well, wait, what is this person's company? What are they about? Right? And so the first thing you want to do is just start talk, you know, on a whiteboard or a piece of paper, just start bringing to the surface those things that stand for your brand. Okay? And then if you if you want to build yourself up as a personal brand behind the company, and you want to do some cross-promotional marketing like that, then you do the same exact exercise for your personal brand. So now you know who you are and what you stand for, and you can start talking about these things, and that starts becoming your theme. And you can do the exact same thing for your business. And now across all these platforms, your story starts to look ubiquitous. Okay? Gino, what's your thoughts on that? I completely agree. The... Um... <laughs> I feel like I'm agreeing with everything, <laughs> but we are the experts, right? Um, you know what? You're you're right. I am seeing though that at least with my own personal brand, I have to talk just slightly different on on certain things to 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 get. Or do you or, mean or platform by platform, or what do you mean by? Yeah, that? I, I I've noticed that. Like like I think like if I was to be more informative about advertising or billboards on LinkedIn compared to like, which is a little more formal compared to Instagram where I like to have more fun. Yep. That, well, that, that's what you should do. Mm-hmm. Right. So you're basically validating what I'm saying. You're, mm. you're speaking the language of the audience yes. of those platforms. So yes. that is actually precisely what you should be doing. And I bet since you've started doing that, you've been seeing greater increases in those metrics and in the response Absolutely rate. Have. Right. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. So, so that's the thing, right? People, People have two reasons why their content game sucks. They're either scared to put something out there because they think, oh, what if someone doesn't like it or they don't agree with it? Right. Get over it. Just put it out that, there and That's move the number on. one thing. That's the number one thing. But the other reason, the very close second is they just don't even know where to get started because they haven't done enough legwork in identifying what their image is, what their brand image is, and what these talking points are. So you have to do that foundational work first. That's that's the homework item for everybody from this episode. Sit down with a piece of paper, start bringing to the forefront, bubbling to the surface, talking points and words that identify who you are as a person for your own personal brand stuff, and then separately those keywords or those talking points for what your personal what your company's brand should stand for, okay? So now you kind of have a blueprint. Now with that blueprint you can hop on Instagram and you can do original content that speaks to the Instagram audience, okay? And then you can separately go on LinkedIn, which is a more, which is a professional network, and you can get more granular on maybe some of the metrics and some of the nuances of the business, right? So, so the key thing is. You gotta, you gotta utilize, maximize this COVID downtime where everybody's on these online platforms to start telling that story and upping that content game. Because otherwise, you're just missing out on super valuable opportunity to get um, very valuable eyeballs for pennies on the dollar. And all you gotta do is just get your stuff together and put it out there. Well, that leads us to our last story, actually. Uh, big, big news that happened yesterday where podcast guru 
Joe Rogan will now be taking his show exclusively to Spotify come September. And it was very interesting. This is all coming out of the Hollywood Reporter. Um, but also I, had a, I saw a comment last night from Gary Vee about this. And he was nothing but happy for Joe Rogan and saying that, like, with all the hard work and putting out all the content and basically finding his voice, exactly what you're saying, uh, after all these years, now someone has recognized it where, like, we want to give this guy a big fat check to be on our platform exclusively, all his shows, even video, for free. I read an, I, I had an interesting quote pop up on my LinkedIn. Somebody put, for every hater, you get 20 fans. Maybe it was 200 fans, actually. Hmm. And that was in reply to what somebody else had written about, you know, oh, you know, I put this message out there and I got some backlash on it. I think what's important and what the takeaway here from this Joe Rogan thing and what Gary Vaynerchuk said is, you know, I'm sure at some point when Joe Rogan was starting to do that podcast, he had no clue what that podcast was going to develop into. Right. Okay. And I'm sure the early episodes, if you went back and listened to them, were probably confusing, a little bit wacky, a little bit. What the hell is this? Who is this guy? He's like the MMA guy. But he's oh, yeah. Like, I, I didn't like it before. <laughs> but now I'm like kind of hooked. But he found his voice. Yeah. You know? And, and, and in our own podcast here, you know, season one was a work in progress. Here we are in season two. It's still a work in progress, but we got better equipment. We're kind of finding our voice in this podcast. We're more organized. We're more organized. Our personal brands, we've done this legwork to develop our personal brands. So our own social medias are growing as well as the ad symbol brand. We've done a lot of work in, on that front too. So everything is a work in progress, right? We as human beings are work in progresses, right? Okay. So I think the takeaway is, again, how strong is your content game? And if you're not even putting anything out there, then you, your content game is not even labeled weak. Your content game is non-existent. And in 2020, if you work in a marketing team or you're a brand or you own a small business, you cannot afford to not even be on the radar. All right? Get yourself on the radar even if your content sucks for now because it's going to get better. And every time you put something out there, you're going to learn a little bit more. I've put out tons of videos of myself on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram. And every single time I do it, I learn a little something new. When to put it out, how to film, how to get better lighting, how to get better sound. You're always learning, growing, learning, right, Gino? That's right. And so the worst thing you can do is just continue to stand on the sidelines and watch other people do stuff, okay? And be that type of person that's just super judgmental and be like, oh, well, that was stupid. I, I wouldn't have done that. Oh, look how they did that. That's dumb. Who cares? Nobody cares. All right. Just get your voice in the ring. Get yourself out there. Gino, what do you think? Um, I think that it is all trial and error. Oh, uh, so you agree with me on that one too? I, I do agree. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just a yes man. I'm winning. Today. I'm winning. The, I'm winning the debate. Um, you know, it. It. Um, I fall victim to this, I, or as they say, throw myself under the uh, bus. Uh, I, I, you know, I, I didn't know where my voice was. But after just putting up a bunch of content, it, uh, it really helps out, really helps out. And we just had like a little bit of interference right there. <laughs> See that right there? We're not judging. Who cares? No, we're not. No, we're not. No, no, it's organic. 
Um, but th- this pretty much wraps up the show right in here. Uh, Matthew, do you have any? Uh, yeah, I just have one fat, uh, one quick final point. Uh, again, get guys, get get out there, start making content. Just start participating. It doesn't have to be perfect. Learn, grow, get better. Also, want to throw out there that stay tuned. We're going to be putting out. We'll share links on all of our channels and like that. But we're going to have a scheduler. Uh, on our website, adsimple.com, we'll have a place for the Ad Hero podcast where if you're out there listening and you want to be a guest on the podcast, you think you're you think you have what it takes to be our next ad hero, uh, we'll have a place for you to to throw your name in the hat and schedule some time uh, to have for have a chance to be on the podcast. So stay tuned for that. And Gino, uh, what else you got to ma- wrap it up? Make sure to check us out on social media at AdSymbol. You can go on there and find lots of tips and tricks and uh, expand the in the uh, advertising universe, if you will. That's right, including our brand new AdSemble Prime service. Oh, that's right. we got to talk about that. Yeah. AdSemble Prime yeah. service. We'll touch on that really quickly. So we launched a brand new service. It's for our people that are on our website that are doing a lot of advertising, especially the billboards and things like that. They can opt in now to an annual membership. They get discounts on advertising. They get uh, early sneak previews at new releases. They get discounts with our partner company websites, which is really cool. And best of all, you get complimentary professional ad design for all your campaigns the whole time you're a member. That's a year-long membership. Um, it's a massive savings. You get points. You get all kinds of goodies. Um, so, And you get, when you log into your dashboard, you get a little blue billboard. Uh, <laughs> he's blue because we're, we're, we're going with that nice... Ad symbol prime blue color. <laughs> I love it, actually. I like if you're it. listening, Jeff, we're going with that nice ad symbol blue color. <laughs> uh, no, but it's a really cool program. We've already seen a bunch of people sign up for it, so excited about that. Uh, AdSymbol.com slash prime. Gino, well, we'll, take us home. I think we should definitely talk about that next week as well. And uh, you can catch us on all the major platforms. we got Apple, Google, Spotify, Anchor, uh, on our weekly podcast that publishes every Friday. And uh, also be sure to catch us on adsymbol.com. That's what we got. That's the show. Okay. I thought you were going to do a sound effect. Oh, I am. (laughs) That's how I was pointing to you. Um, All right. This has been the Ad Hero Podcast. My name is Gino Giovanni. And this is Matthew Olivieri. We'll be back next week. Keep it locked right here on adsymbol.com. Want to advertise big and build massive brand authority at the same time? It's easier than you think. Open Display by AdSymbol lets you advertise on digital billboards nationwide. Just go to OpenDisplay.com for a free account to get started.